Reverend Jonathan Warren's sermon title for February 20th, 2022 is titled, Hard Knock Life. The special music today is a piano solo performed by Hannah Warren titled, Chanson. The gospel reading today is Luke 6, 27-38. Our scripture reading comes to us from Genesis 37, 5 through 12, 19, 20, and 26 through 28. God bless and have a prosperous week of peace and joy. The Gospel reading is from Luke 6, 27 to 38. Let us listen to the Word of God. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit does that give you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, and expect nothing. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our next scripture reading, I'll be jumping around in Genesis 37. Let us listen to the word of God, starting with the fifth verse. Once Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, listen to this dream that I dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright. Then your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brother said to him, are you indeed to reign over us? Are you indeed to have dominion over us? They hated him even more because of his dreams and his words. He had another dream and told it to his brother, saying, Look, I have had another dream. The sun, the moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, What kind of dream is this that you have had? Shall we indeed come, I and your mother and your brothers, and bow down to the ground before you? So his brothers were jealous of him. But his father kept the matter in mind. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Then Judah said to his brother, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up, lifting him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The moment I start reading the story about Joseph, my mind instantly starts singing all the words and songs from the music Musical, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. You ever do that? I start singing this song. Go, 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 Joseph, you know what they say. Hang on now, Joseph, you'll make it someday. Sha-la-la, Joseph, you're doing fine. You and your dreamcoat ahead of its time. No, 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 you will not go to sleep. Jesus is shepherd, we are the sheep. Shalala, first prez is doing just fine. If I don't stop singing, you'll need some wine. <laughs> now, a funny little fact, my middle school choir in uh, Wheaton Warrenville, Illinois, was in Donny Osmond's Chicago Broadway performance. I never made that choir. It just wasn't my moment. So I've been practicing, as you can tell, ever since. Don't worry, I'm not going to bust out in a musical sermon today. Not entirely. I did think about it. I did. So for all those online, just about to get your wine, don't even think about it. Joseph's story is this incredible story. He faces adversity from his own brothers who want to kill him, but instead 
end up selling him as a slave. He's eventually thrown into jail. Things look pretty grim his, uh, throughout his life. But through all these things that keep piling on him, he recognizes that God has a plan. He faces trial after trial. He has a hard knock life, and yet he remains faithful to God and eventually receives great rewards. Now, many of the hard knocks he faces were not of his own doing, yet despite them, his character grows. The story about Joseph in Genesis is one-fourth of the entire book of, our, uh, of that Bible, uh, of the Bible, of Genesis. That means that while we hear a lot about uh, creation, the flood, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, out of all those stories, Joseph gets the most attention, 25%. Joseph knew early on that God had great plans for him, and he never loses sight of the dreams that he first shares. Now, I want to look more closely at the school of hard knocks that he faces. In today's story, when Joseph was young, we discover Jacob's fav- that he was Jacob's favorite son. He, he was the only son of Rachel. And if you remember Rachel, this is Jacob's wife. This is the one he first wanted to marry, and he finally waits after seven years, and then he adds another seven years, 14 full years, to marry her. Jacob gave Joseph, his favorite son, a rich ornamental coat, that's where, we get the, that's where we get the musical, right? As one pastor explains how it's more than just a fancy technicolor coat. This coat most likely extended to his ankles and to his wrists. Most tunics at the time were sleeveless and stopped at the knees. They were worn by working men. A long sleeve, tailored garment was worn by one that did not have to go to work or did not have to work in the field. So when Joseph shows up wearing his coat, it's obvious that Jacob had made him the manager over his brothers, which would partly explain the bad report that Joseph gives his father. Joseph wasn't a tattletale. He was honest about what was going on with his brothers. Now, obviously, this doesn't make things with his brothers easy. And then Joseph starts to share about these dreams he's having. That they're bowing down to him. No, 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 no. Don't do it, Joseph. No, 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 no. You're making it worse. No, 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 no. It's going to be a hard knock life. No, 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 no. The only thing the brothers see out of it all is resentment, jealousy, hatred, all toward Joseph. And they conspire to kill him. No, 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 no. Now, there's another ancient story, this one from the 4th century about a monk. It shares this, inexperienced demons are finding great difficulty in tempting a godly hermit. They lured him with every manner of temptation, but he could not be enticed, no matter the temptation. Frustrated, the imps returned to Satan and recited their plight. And Satan responded to these demons saying, They'd been far too hard on the monk. Instead, send him a message that his brother has just been made bishop of Antioch. 
bring him good news. Mystified by Satan's advice, the demons nevertheless returned and dutifully reported the wonderful news to this hermit. And in that very instant, he fell into deep, wicked jealousy. Like the monk, these brothers were so entrenched in jealousy with, with their brother Joseph, all they could think was how they wanted him dead. While we might sympathize with these brothers, we know that they get it wrong. It sounds like Joseph is bringing these hard knocks upon himself, doesn't it? He, he's the favorite. He's the manager of his brothers. And then he tells them that they'll all be bowing down to him. Now, he wasn't a brown noser, but he was the favorite. And additionally, Jacob noticed how excellent a manager Joseph really was. And if you think about it, if you know this story, many of you remember this story, he not only manages his brothers, but he also manages uh, all of Potiphar's estate, right? And then he manages all the people in the prison, you look closely at the scripture, and then at the very end, he eventually manages the entire land of Egypt. So if Jacob didn't make Joseph the manager of his brothers, then he'd be foolish. He obviously had this gift of managing. The brothers were so steeped in jealousy, they couldn't recognize Joseph's gifts of management. Now, Joseph is a rare human being who knows that God has a plan for him, and no matter what comes his way, he lives faithfully to God. He lives with extreme integrity, but people do take advantage of him. His brothers go after him, attempting to kill him, selling him into slavery. Then Potiphar's wife goes after him like a cougar on the prowl, and the moment Joseph isn't interested in her, She lies about him to her husband. Joseph tries to do the right things. He's honest. His actions are pure. His motive is complete faithfulness to God. And yet bad things keep happening to him. Rejection, enslavement, imprisonment. If you've ever wondered why bad things happen to good people, then you need to read the story about Joseph. And when the going gets tough, Inspirational music is always helpful in these moments. Go, 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 Joseph, you know what they say. Hang on now, Joseph, you'll make it someday. Sha-la-la, Joseph, you're doing fine. You and your dream coat ahead of your time. Joseph has every right to curse God but he doesn't. He leans on his faith in God in the most trying of times. What about us? These last two years, I, I don't care who you are, it doesn't matter where you stand on things, we've all experienced trauma, and not just a little bit of trauma, major life-altering trauma Some of us have lost, some of us are hurt, some of us are still hurt. 
We've been jerked around so many times, and when someone experiences real trauma, most are hesitant to face it again. Truth is, even in the face of major trauma or after it, it's easy to wonder if God still has a plan for us. We may cry out time and time again, where are you, God? How can I do this, God? Just like Joseph. It's easy to wonder if God still has a plan for us. And we discover faith is very complicated. It's not an easy thing to believe. Go, go, go first, Prez, you know what they say. Hang on now first, Prez, you'll make it someday. Shalala first, Prez, you're doing fine. You and your faiths ahead of your time. There was someone teaching his grandson about the difficulty and pressures of being a pitcher on the team. He told his grandson that the key in being a good pitcher didn't have much to do with pitching at all. Instead, it was that he would have to learn to accept failure. That's the key to good pitching. If you can accept failure, you can be a good pitcher. And the same thing applies to us in life. If we want to be successful, we have to learn to accept adversity, failure, pain. There are times in our lives that we will face jealousy and adversity, liars and cheats, heartache and trauma. The story about the dreamer Joseph reminds us that God will pull us out of all the pits, out of the pits of loneliness, out of the entrapment of jail, of despair, out of the heartache of death. The secret that Joseph holds is his faith in God. He knows, no matter where he is, that he isn't alone, that God is with him the whole time. He has faith in God's providence, God's plan, even in the midst of failure and despair and heartache, God is with him. Think about the people you know with strong faith. I would imagine most of them have faced major adversity, failure, heartache. I immediately think of a woman I met who faced cancer several times. She had incredible faith. She believed she could beat it, yet she never denied that God was in complete control and she might die. While it continues to be a battle, she has faith in God. No matter what, she wins because she knows that she is not alone, that God is with her. The entire book of Genesis is about faith. It's about men and women who venture out into the world 
the faith in God. A man who is faithful builds an ark. A woman who laughs because she's going to have a baby at age 100. A man who is willing to sacrifice his only son. A twin who gains the blessing and birthright from his father. This last quarter of the book is about a man who has a dream and has faith that God will fulfill it in one way or another. They each face heartache and failure. Just like them, there will be times in our lives where we will fail. There will be times in our lives where our jobs, our marriages, our lives will come crumbling down. And if we don't have faith right now, it's not surprising. We're all experiencing major trauma. In a few weeks, Lent begins, and Lent offers us an opportunity to examine what's been dominating our attention, to refocus our priorities, our faith, as we remember the journey that Christ takes to the cross. Even in those dark, hard days, Christ knows That God was always, is always, will always be with him. Know that you are never alone, even if you're in the pit. You're not alone, especially when you are hurting or those around you are struggling. God is with us through the good, through the bad. the dreamers. God is with us always. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The congregation and visitors can now enter through the east or north doors. Our in-person service starts at 10 a.m. We do, however, ask that you keep your mask on while moving about in the building. In the sanctuary, there are two sections, one for vaccinated and one for unvaccinated individuals. The ushers will guide you to the section of your choice. Those in the vaccinated section can now sing without a mask. Join us at www.facebook.com slash slash and join our Monday First Press Jacks community group which meets at 7 p.m. every Monday. This is a question, answer, and sharing group with the pastor. This is a private room, and you will be asked a few questions before entering to make sure you are a human and not a robot. Presbyterians with a Purpose is another program available at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville for individuals needing to contact someone during these challenging times of the pandemic. You can visit that link. Just visit our homepage and find the link for Presbyterians with a Purpose. We also offer a Sunday live service starting at 9.55 a.m. You can visit www.firstpresjax.org slash donate and make your contribution there. Or Send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 
870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You also can contribute through your bank using bill pay. If an account number is needed, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's office at f-i-r-s-t-p-r-e-s-j-a-x dot o-r-g. 